Greetings and welcome, everyone. It's All You Can Geek Gamecast, episode 452. I'm one of your hosts, Jim Gast, joined by Mike Sneedy. What's up? Corey Feinside. Bang, bang. And Tony Kokonakis. Yo! Welcome, guys. Welcome, listeners. Welcome, viewers, to 452 of the Gamecast. Uh, we have a bunch to talk about tonight. It was a left off, well, leftover topic we were getting into during the E3 broadcast, uh, and we had to stop. Uh, so tonight we're going to go really into Kickstarter and what that really entitles people to and what that means. Uh, that's our topic of the night. But first and foremost, uh, let's let's discuss um, what we've been up to, really. Uh, I guess that kind of coincides with what came out for me. That's what I've been up to. I've played a lot of uh, Blesdamed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I'm bad at it. <laughs> like I'm really bad at it <laughs> to the point where I was. I turned it off uh, the other day. I, I'm not far. Uh, I'm not good. Um, so I, I really need some help. <laughs> I don't know if I'm doing it wrong, but I feel like the control wise, I don't jump back the right way the way I want to a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I have died to the samurai a few times. Um. Uh, just vague description there. <laughs> There's a samurai, and I have died a few times to him, uh, and it's frustrating to the point where. Um, really? Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why. I'm like, I don't think I'm leveled up enough. Maybe, maybe I should be, should be yeah. leveled up. Yeah. Okay. That maybe I just went too fast. I feel like the mobs. I feel like the mobs in this game are easy. And then the bosses are like. Oh yeah, one hundred echelons, and that's there's no scale. It's just like boom. You're like, oh shit. Yep. Uh, you know, I had a taste of that last episode when I was discussing it, where I like I faced the boss and I'm like, ah oh, shit, like I was not ready for that fight. Uh, and then I did it again a couple times here, um, and I haven't really faced a hard mob, but I'm I'm enjoying this game a lot, like a lot. I I think it's really um awesome style. Uh, I, you know, having this game having this game come out in this day and age, um, it feels like Castlevania. Uh, 2D Castlevania, it does, and it, we're not. It's not. It's not Castlevania because you know, fuck you, Konami. Um, but we get the next best thing from this, and it has like the same tropes. I mean, you can see this guy like loves what he does with this game style. He loves the style, uh, and I'm I'm enjoying it quite a bit. I like the, I like the weapon stuff. I feel like the there's a lot of depth in terms of this upgrade system. I'm not really touching yet, um, but uh, I love exploring the castle though. It definitely has that nice feel to explore. Mm-hmm. um okay. and you know so i'm enjoying it quite a bit um so that that's really game wise what i've played um i haven't gotten to play a lot of stuff uh because i've been family issue stuff uh so i've been dealing with that unfortunately but i haven't gotten to play many games from that so um and i saw a couple movies so i, I took in my time but yeah so that that's really it for me um tony did you play you played bloodstain too right yeah i probably put about um five hours in. i probably i'm probably <laughs> i don't think the counter counts your deaths so, because mm-hmm. it reloads from the last save, mm-hmm. so I'm probably like four hours in, but the game says like two and a half. Yeah, because <laughs> I've died so many times. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah. I would say you know if that's the case, grind a couple levels out. Yeah, because uh, I mean, I'll, it really comes down to stats. It really it does. does. Okay, right. it does. Okay. Um, and then you know maybe try using a, a ranged weapon, because uh, that character is really weak against ranged attacks. Oh, oh. I don't know if you tried the 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 guns yet. But, no, uh, I have not. You know, so there you go. I think it might be worth exploring stuff like that. All right. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I really like it. It's um, you know exactly what I wanted in the style that I wanted. Um, the one thing I you know I I am a little disappointed by is the performance on the Switch version um, because mm. it wasn't until after it was already too late to lock in your 
uh, version that you wanted. Mm-hmm. That they gave the target like, oh, here's here's the, what the systems are targeting and stuff like that. And they're like, switch thirty FPS. And I was like, whoa. I was like, really? Like, I I can't imagine how this game is that demanding, especially when you have a lot of these other indie games like Dead Cells and Hollow Knight and whatever, like hitting sixty FPS. You know, no problems. You know, or very little problem after like maybe one patch or something like that, two patches. Uh, and it's like this is like it, it, it's clearly struggling at times. Um, to even like maintain a lock 30 FPS. And I'm just like, bros, like what what happened here? And it really pisses me off because I feel, you know, with no evidence that they delayed the Switch version one week just so they can send out the PS4 ones for review, like the PS4 and PC ones to review. So that was the, the base review one instead of the Switch one because I, I feel like this would have gotten nailed if the Switch version was the uh, one they sent out for reviews and stuff like that because it is just... I think it's like the minimum threshold for like what is what I consider acceptable, but it's like kind of disappointing that they weren't open and honest about that until like really late in the process. Uh, yeah, we, was, there was an update at four thirty today. Yeah, yeah I saw that. I saw that. And I was like, come on, man! Like, how did you guys not see this coming? Like, obviously you've been playtesting the shit out of this. Yeah. Um, and so like that's like the one thing that I've been really sour on this Kickstarter, and I, I know I defend it, and I will defend. Uh, it later on the, on the topic, <laughs> but like this, I'm just like, come on, guys, like, don't do me dirty, like, just be honest. Like, you, you didn't prioritize this one. I know it was ported, it was ported to a, a, a different ha- like company for them to do the port, you know, they didn't do it in house. So it's just like, just be honest, like, don't, don't be like, oh, you know, blah blah blah. It's like, just say, like, hey, man, like, this wasn't our target priority. Like, I, I would, I would understand that more, but I know that would just set off a uh, tirade on Twitter and Reddit and all that shit. So I, I, I get it, but it's mm-hmm. unfortunate. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the game is awesome. I really like the customizo- customization of uh, Miriam. Like, there's really cool outfits, and you know, you could change her hair and her eye color and give her like the hat and accessories and stuff like that. So that's really cool. Um, yeah. And, and it's just fun to play. It's um, exactly what I wanted out of this. So yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I, I just, it feels like. An old Nintendo game, it really mm-hmm. does. It really uh, does. So, yeah, and that's it why does. I wanted to know the Switch because it's like one of those things where like it just feels feels you know right to me. And plus, like it, it harkens back to like the you know there was that stretch of like ten years where the only Castlevania games we were getting were on like the DS and 3DS and stuff like that. So it's just like um, I wanted to continue that tradition. Like this time, I'm just like eh, like I was really hovering over the uh, I saw it for like twenty five, I think, on PC, and I'm just like yeah. It'd be okay to triple dip on this, and I'm just like, no, like, no, I refuse right now. Like, I'm just gonna be like, it's gonna wait. To yeah, end. yeah. I've seen it on sale a lot, so I think it's something that you can, you know, maybe, maybe later. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, anybody else get this? Corey, did you get it? Yeah, I got it on Kickstarter or through Kickstarter. Okay. And um, I've not played it yet because I actually wasn't able to get it until later today. Oh, I thought I saw you hop on it, or maybe yeah. Not. So I popped it in and turned it on to up, do the update, mm, and gotcha. then I kind of turned it off, and then gotcha. and my power was out too. So yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. all right. Uh, Which, I mean, I could still have played it, but I had to deal with the power thing. Yeah, I know. Uh, Tony, anything else uh, you played? Uh, that's. Uh, so I'm sorry. No, I did play uh, a couple things. Um, Hung out with uh, Eric or Edge uh, over the weekend. We played nice. some uh, old school games. We played uh, Double Dragon Two on the NES. Nice, uh, which was like 
kind of like a throwback because you know it's on the Switch Online, the NES Online service. And he's like Double Dragon too. I was like, yeah. He's like, yo, I throw down on that. I was like, all right, yeah, let's let's do that. Um, so we did that, and um, I think we're gonna go through like some uh, beat 'em up uh, shtick right now. Where it's nice. Like, oh yeah, let's play all these other beat 'em up games. We we tried like I got the um, Namco collection on a uh, Switch for like twenty bucks last year or something like that, and. He's like, yo, Splatterhouse is on that? I was like, hell yeah, Splatterhouse is on that. We loaded up. And that game is hard as balls. Holy shit. Like, <laughs> you don't remember how bad some of these games were in terms of. Oh, yeah. Of I mean, I'm, yeah. I wouldn't say it's good, but like, no. You know, for the time, it was like, holy crap, this is super violent. I mean, like, it, it, it's ridiculous. And so, yeah, we're just trying these um, old school games. There's one that was like, I think it's called like Tank Force or something like that, where it's like a 2D uh, one to two player game where like you place tanks and try to defend your base against like these AI controlled tanks. That was actually really fun. Um, never played that. I think there was like an NES version, but we played the arcade version. That was fun. But uh, yeah, went through a nice little old school retro kick. So that yeah, might continue. Cool. cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike. Um, so I've mostly played a little more um, Mortal Kombat. Uh, the Shang Tsung like pre stuff is out. So you have like the, uh, the tower where you can try him out, even if you didn't buy him yet. So I did that. He plays okay. Um I, did, I can't get into any of the variations yet where you can, like, change his moves, but he has a lot of the other uh, classic ninja moves that for the ninjas that aren't in the game, <laughs> like uh, Rain and uh, Reptile, stuff like that. So, um, quick question. Like, how does how does he Because, like, I haven't played in, in, you know, obviously, like, years where, like, he, I think it was still feasible for him to morph into, like, a lot of the characters or most of the roster, but I can't imagine that it's... Yeah, you can do like, that. Um, the whole roster? Uh, yeah, and everyone you Whoa. play, anyone who, well, anyone you play against, you take, uh, you can, oh. you can mimic them uh, when it's a specific move, and you can like take them over for a, a few uh, seconds, really. But, but it's not like you could just you have the whole cast at your disposal at any given time, right? No, just uh, just those uh, certain specific moves you transform into the yeah. certain ninja characters for uh, different attacks. Um, Why the ninjas? Is there like a reason for it? Probably just because they're not playable in the game. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, I mean, and then you... Uh, in his fatalities, uses a lot of the characters that actually are in the game, too. Um, but, yeah, he has his own set of moves, obviously, too. So he's he's a pretty interesting character. I don't know how good he is. I didn't, like, play with him too much. But I think he's going to be available to everyone, like, maybe now. Uh, I know they had a full week for the people who brought the whole combat pack that to get early access to him but um he seems like a pretty cool character he has an old and young version of himself too it's pretty cool to see uh so and on the other end of that uh for the progression i opened one secret room i finally have enough heads to open a room but there's more to get and uh i don't think brutalities work i think they have to be fatalities which no one ever really like clarified on but in my experience i never unlocked a head from hmm. mortality. So <laughs> if you're trying well, to do that, that means. <laughs> yeah, I know it's, it's all there's, <laughs> there's, it's much like real life. The, uh, the things you could try to get hearts, souls and head in hmm. all combat. Those are your, those are your, <laughs> our stars, horseshoes, clovers and balloons. Yes. <laughs> all right. Heart, heart, souls and heads. There you go. All right. Anything else? Uh, that's about it. All right. Corey, anything? Oh, not really. I, was try- I tried 
to play or take a look at the bloodstain and actually my power went out right as i was doing that <laughs> uh, and i was like oh well i gotta deal with this now but um other than that i was trying to i mean i played more borderlands too but yeah that's it really so uh let me ask you something have you, you finished the dlc yeah okay so is there actually a mission in that dlc that is eerily like something about claptrap and the voice actor getting fired there was a comparison I was hearing about. Oh, I, saw oh, I haven't done every single mission in the game, so I don't think I can't cross that one. Yet. There's a parkour. There were a couple of speedrunners that just did that last night. All Borderlands two quests in three hours. Come on, I expected on, you that, to be on stage with that. That was main game. That wasn't. That was no DLC. Oh, so. okay. So but, what? I mean, another hour for the, for the DLC. So what is no, this? I, mean, mi- I just haven't done those because I've been like farming stuff. I mean, this is pretty blatant from what I'm understanding. Like, it's a what is the mission? I, mean, I can't remember the detail. I wish I could look this up real quick. Um, yeah, I haven't seen that, so I wasn't really paying attention to it. Uh, I, I heard it was like a blatant, like, fuck you to the voice actor mission kind mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, and then, like, it's just like, it's su- like not subtle. It's like pretty, pretty blatant that, that this is what's going on. Uh, it's, it's pretty damning, and it's like, um, I don't know. It's not good press for the Borderlands uh, team. So not going to be once it gets out more, but, uh, all right, let's see what else we got. Uh, we get news. Let's see. Um, Oh, watchdog legions, which, um, legion, sorry, uh, is, um, coming out and might be the game that finally gives us the illusion of choice. That's even more illusion choice. Uh, so where we can recruit anybody and there's no main character, uh, but there will be 20 different replays to get the different endings of the game. Is, are these going to be like little like cartoon vignettes? Like you get I don't, as I don't know. Endings all the time. I don't know. Um, the, the problem is, is because of the open-ended version of the game, where you can you'll have anybody in there. It's like I guess there's twenty different versions of the script created <laughs> to give you different endings of the game. Um, or, it's, or it's the same thing happens. It's just a different character model. Yeah. Or do you just go down? How many? I mean, there are they can come up with twenty different colors to go down those 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 yeah, lines. Well, no, those twenty colors will turn into you know three colors at the end yeah and it was just still fun to go back to <laughs> three merge. so yes uh no i thought it was cool though we might my, my here's my thing like i'm really hoping that we're getting to the point in now development where we can have this game that that's nice and big and branching and and deliver well um, i mean i think that's what people are looking at cyberpunk to be um because to a limited extent that's what witcher 3 was yeah I mean that's true. Uh, by the way, Mike, before I go on, I heard uh, Outer Worlds getting rave reviews from E3. Mm-hmm. Like people are loving that Good. game. I mean, so, I'm. I'm sure it's Outer Worlds and not Outer Wilds. Uh, oh, maybe that's it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm mixing. No, it was. It was the. It was the Fallout. Like the Fallout kind of style. I know okay. that. So okay. Outer Worlds. Uh, Outer Wilds. Oh, yes. Jason Schreier was talking about Outer Wilds. Oh really? Uh, maybe it was that one then. No, what I swear. Is Outer Wilds? <laughs> is that a real thing? What is that? It's an open world exploration action adventure indie game. Okay. And that like is getting great reviews right now. Big, and big daddy looking dude. Hmm. Maybe I'm thinking of that. Uh, maybe I heard that one actually. Like, never mind. Jason Schreier even wrote an article about hmm. It's one of the best. How much? Yeah, how much? Really? Like, this is an amazing game. Okay. No, I mean, I know that uh, I, li- I like to listen to the Giant Bombs uh, E3 stuff, and there were a lot of people talking throughout those couch sessions about how good that it's game. Gotta is. be Outer Wilds, because who's who's reviewing Outer Worlds? Nobody, but they're saying they they enjoyed what they played. 
It's not reviews. It's 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 hype. So that's why I think it is outer. I didn't outer even worlds. know there was outer worlds impressions. I, I thought that there it's was gotta be outer there. wilds, man. All right, that's what All people right. are talking about right now. All right, that might be it then. Good. All right, that <laughs> might be it. I'm sorry, I mixed it up. So, all right, where were we? Oh, so uh, the branching stories. We might be, we might get like getting to the point where this actually can happen. I think we can finally have Mass Effect Three, guys. They can remake it. No, no, nope. So I, mean, I don't know. I, I just feel like it's not a technical issue. It's not a technical issue. It's a how much time, energy, and effort is going to be spent making all these different engines. Oh, oh yeah, I know, I know. Like I mean, like if you go back to like Star Ocean Two on the PlayStation One. I bought that game because they advertised it as like, over a hundred fucking endings. I was like, "Oh my god, that is mind blowing!" And like, yeah, it, it is considering like, depending on what like a couple choices, it's like one one blur of text or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that counts as a different ending. It's like, uh, okay, I mean, you're stretching. There were a lot of still unique endings, but a lot of them were just like, oh, this character died in this ending, and the character lived in this other ending. I was like, okay, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, you're right. It's how much time they want to spend on it. So I don't know. Uh, what else we have on the news? We've got. Um... Now again, uh, with that said, they did New Vegas. So if anybody's going to do it, I would 100% trust them because sure. I still stand by that game offering the player choice and actual decisions mattering so fucking much in that game. Well, and they're talking about uh, Obsidian again, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they're, for they're out, the for outer worlds, we were. Yeah. Oh, we're, the no, original we're on, story was on Legion. We're on Legion. We're talking, about Legion, Legion here. But... we're talking about Legion. Oh well, we, we were talking about you mentioned Outer Worlds. So oh just yes, yes. It yeah. kind of it kind <laughs> of really, yes. That game could deliver that, but it, that one's only supposed to be like twenty hours of a game. So and that's fine. That yeah, and if anything, that's actually more incentive to have different endings because sure, that'd be great. Surprises replay value and stuff like that. So um, <clears throat> let's see. I have uh, moving with this point is Sony has a patent now to uh, out that's showing like next generation could really get rid of load screens. And, uh, you know, I'm just, like I said, I think next generation is going to be more about sizes of games than it is about, you know, graphics. We're not, we're not going to be moving forward with like way better looking graphics. I think we're gonna get more, uh, more options, like more branching, like more choices, (laughs) like an actual mass effect three game could really like a really good branching story could develop in this generation. I think, um, just the, you can no, have this I world. I don't think that more power is gonna. I think having a larger. Problem. I know, but I think having uh, the larger capacity of space. I think that could help you with developing a story. I think I'm not saying that that's the excuse as to why they brought you to the three choices in Mass Effect Three. I'm saying that this could get you those the like unlimited with different choices. Of branching games is that everybody has their specific character that they are envisioning, and they're trying that, to go down this path. That, but that's my point. They can take the 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 game can cue this and draw in your character from what you've created because it can pull it in faster. Like they don't have yeah, to have I those pre cut scenes. They're all gonna still. You think it'll be pre cut? You're gonna get. I think you could generate no, them on the fly. No, I think you're still. If you want a really good story, I still think it's gonna get, like, filtered into single or yes. some type of, you know, illusion of choice type of thing. I mean, there's always gonna be the illusion of choice. It's always there. It's just I think this could hide I mean, it more. What was that? Dying Light it was supposed to have like a whole bunch of consequences and stuff, like with actions and things. Dying Light Two. So we'll yeah, see. yeah. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, let's see. So the patent there is showing that uh, they're going to get rid of the load screens by just auto loading while you're playing, and that that 
that's a cool feature. <clears throat> um, Final Fantasy VII obviously is in the news right now with the remake and how impressed people are with the game. Uh, they're, re they're removing materia from the game, which is something I no, distinctly... Yeah. No, I thought they were... Oh, some options. Sorry. Removing some materia options in favor of other options. So it's like... But I remember playing that game. Like, I guess that's going to help me out. I guess it makes it new. I guess that's what that does. Like, it just makes it, like, fresh. But, like, I, I don't know. I got, like, to the point where I was, um, I don't know, mixing. I mean, that was the part of the game I loved was uh, was socketing, I guess, socketing and yeah. using materia in that game. So I was like. Uh, yeah, and that's fine. It's just there's so much of it that's just kind of useless. Too. Okay. Like, okay. And, and with the way they're changing the engine, like, something like, I don't know, like, quad slash or, or whatever. Like, I don't, like, slash all or whatever. Like, I don't even know how it's going to work in real time i mean i guess it could just be oh that's true i guess you're right but, you have to cut out that stuff you're right yeah but i didn't uh, think about it that way but i mean from what i read they said specifically it's going to work exactly like it did in the re in the original where it's like equipment has slots and you put materia in it okay. yeah i guess the material could change in in properties in, in that case which i would i would 100 understand but um uh the material system is still gonna okay Exist. I mean, okay. So, I mean, they're, they're doing a lot of work in this game. Uh, so, I, it looks really awesome, and I'm 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 excited. Oh to yeah, play. I'm 100% on board on this. Um, it, yeah, yeah. It is crazy how much I'm actually excited for this game because, like, for years I was just like, eh, I don't really like Seven Island, but I think it's overrated and all that stuff. And now I'm just like, give it to me. Yeah, they can actually deliver a good game here. Like, yeah. yeah so, well, especially after the uh, Resident Evil 2 remake that that got this year, like Capcom did an amazing job on that. So I'm just I'm all yeah. about the, like take those janky ass. PlayStation One uh, games that like again, and I think we talked about this how like PS One like that and N sixty four like those era games like just did not age as gracefully or as well. Like take all those games, remake them, remaster whatever. Like give it to me in a modern day you know console, and uh, I'll be happy. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, let's see. We have Avengers news as well. Uh, don't <sighs> expect they're not going to have random loot boxes. That's the big thing I posted here. So it will have purchases. But you can buy what you want, and it's going to be cosmetic, nothing to actually affect the gameplay. That's fine. They said there's no random loot boxes on their E3 conference. Well, did they say on, that? I missed that. They're, they're not loot boxes anymore. They're um, random surprises. I, I I missed that then because I saw oh, this you, as like. Uh, hold on, let me pull it up. Well, there's there's no um, you can buy what you want in this. They specifically spelled it out saying you can go in and pick out what you want and buy it with money if you want to. Mm -hmm. So that's the uh, pain I was, going I was making a joke how uh, EA recently said um, in uh, the controversy that uh, loot, loot boxes are um, surprise mechanics. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they're used ethically and compared it to like Kinder Egg, those Kinder Eggs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would be fine if you didn't get duplicates, maybe. Mm hmm. I don't well, know. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, yeah, if you didn't give you duplicates, I, that's absolutely would be great. But uh, I mean, I'm just, I don't know. It's ridiculous. Uh, all right. Um, what else we have? Oh, we also have the season pass. Uh, won't have Gears 5. Sorry, let me start this over. Gears 5 will not have a season pass or map packs, uh, well, or gear packs, actually, where everything they come out with post launch in terms of maps is going to be completely free. I guess that's thanks to their the subscription pass model. Last time was bullshit. Yeah. I mean, this is subscription model. It wasn't now. even a season pass. It was just because all the maps are free anyway. Yeah. It, all it was was like you got access to all of them at the same time. Whereas if you didn't have a season pass, you only, like, they rotated them. So, like, there's like two this week, two next week, two, like, they, 
But if you had a season pass, you could play them all whenever you wanted, which is really stupid. And then like just like random skins and and stuff, and hmm. it's really bad. Yeah. So like, there's no no incentive really to have gotten it. It was just a waste of money. So I mean, Game Pass uh, is huge for them. They're going to be. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the, the, if you that's have Game Pass, you basically get all like all the bonuses. Yeah, I mean that's what I have till 2021. Thank you, uh, thank you. Weird, weird pricing thing they do. So um, oh, yeah, that expires at the end of the month to the dollar. Oh, so make sure you guys do that. Yeah. Um, do that. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, and actually, if you have that when you play Gears Five, you get the Terminator um, stuff all, right off the bat. So mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Uh, let's see what else. That's it. We have for news. Um, our topic is Kickstarter. Uh, big topic. We started this a little bit during the uh, E3 episode uh, where Tony had smartly said we're we're getting way off topic here uh and uh now we can get back into it though so <clears throat> kickstarter has uh i guess not been as big as it used to be thanks to i guess some flopped games and uh fans of the games um especially with like well, let's there take are a few high profile games sure i still see a bunch of like Indie games. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I mean, let's go with Mighty Number no. 9 as the first game for me <laughs> to talk about. Um, I mean, from, okay, let me just, my stance on Kickstarter, I, let me just, I'll, I'll get this out right now. We'll get the ball rolling. My stance on Kickstarter is, and let me finish, is that you are, you are pre ordering a game that could exist. You're not pre ordering. Yes, you are. You are, you are pre-buying. You are pre-buying that product before it exists. You're no, not guaranteed you not. to get it. You're not guaranteed to get it. That's why but you're you not are pre-buying, Jim. You're but not you are buying anything. You are not buying anything. You are being rewarded for helping a project come to life. But you are not buying anything. I got it. Like you have a pricing tier, and when you give them thirty dollars, you get the digital copy of this game. So you are basically pre-buying this copy so that they know that they have that sold and they can I mean, make that, this game. Then that's the problem. Is that that's what you're thinking? So but I'm not, not saying you're Kickstarter but, is. But you're not entitled to it. Like the game could not come out. I'm not saying that's you're, you're entitled to it. Anything. That's why I'm saying you're not purchasing anything. Yeah, I, I disagree. I think you are buying something. I think that, that's no, what I that, get this as. That's, that's 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 the problem. That's what people think is they're but, buying something. But they're also feeling you buy like they're something. You have a right to be upset when it doesn't. You don't get it. But that's why you don't have the right to be upset. When you don't get it, still you don't. I'm not. I don't have any. If my if the game didn't come That's out, why I, I'm saying the wording is very important, Jim. I, I don't know. I'm saying that I I expect when I okay. Listen, when I buy when I pre-order a game, like it's the same idea. The game could not come out then. <laughs> You'll get your uh, credit back probably. Yeah, I mean, I'm not expecting my money back on a Kickstarter. That's the only difference. Okay. I got. I, I see. What what are you trying to argue for though? Just, I'm arguing. I'm not... No, I'm just giving you my stance on Kickstarter because there's a lot of people that are upset about this whole Epic Store exclusivity mm-hmm. with Shenmue. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why you can't word it the way you're wording it. But I'm I'm saying that they don't have any right to be upset. I mean, anybody else would would take that side of them being upset. I'm 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 on the. I'm um I don't know. I guess I'm on the same side as you guys. I'm just saying that I when I'm looking at it like I'm pre-ordering a game that may not come out. I'm not saying I'm not on the same side as you guys. Like I'm not saying I'm entitled to anything. Yeah, it's not. It's not a pre-order. You're investing. Yeah. You're investing. And you're not but, even an investor. That's the yeah, other. But thing. that's a problem. Like, and that, that if you're going to call it investment, you? if you're, but you're not an investor you're because you don't get. You're yeah, but you are. But you just you're investing that's in the it. game. You don't but get any. 
That's well. That's the thing. So investing into a game, you, you would expect to get something out of that. And again, there's yes, the yeah, and right. Like, like I, I, I know you're getting let's say a percentage, here's, or getting some monetary value out of it, uh, or a reward. Kickstarter is a platform for creative people to put out a project that they would like to see come to life, and don't have enough money to do that. Now it's becoming something else. It's becoming a pre-order storefront for a lot of companies because there's almost a, like a 0% chance that things not coming, but that's not what Kickstarter started out as. And it's not what their whole, like, you know, terms of service and all that stuff. That's not what it's built on. It's built on a platform for people to get money to create a thing. Now they can decide if they want to give you the thing once it's done, they can decide to uh, make it more incentivized. It can incentivize you to, You'll help them out by saying, hey, you're going to be one of the first so, people to get this thing or no. help in, in, to make this project come to life and actually develop this thing. It's all part of the creative process, and that's what Kickstarter is supposed to be but about. But here, here's the thing, and I don't know because I've never been on Kickstarter myself. So if you say there's this goal, and if, and the wording on, the, on their page is if we reach this goal, this the game will be made, and then the certain people who donated – or whatever you would call it, a certain amount would get these things. Doesn't that make that a legal contract? No, Why no, not? because it is stated in in the Kickstarter terms of agreement. Like you, you, you should know this information. That's why I don't, I don't defend anything about this. The only thing I would say that people are, could but be upset then, about. So, so it, there's nothing wrong with if they get their their money goal, and then it's like, oh, we decided we are not doing this anymore. No, there's yeah. not. No, there's, there's a difference between there's nothing wrong. It's there's absolutely everything wrong with that. But that's but there's no legal action that can be taken against them according to what platform they're using and how they're how that was delivered to them. Like so, the, so one, within the wording of the Kickstarter like thing, and this never rewarded people for it. They just like took the money and, and ran. That's happened. I'm sure it has. My my point was like. I think when I first started with this, I looked at it like I was an investor in this game. Uh, and then as an investor, I expected to know things about this game before other people knew about things about this game. And that's not the case. Well, that's Mighty number nine you're talking about? Which I'm just saying in any, uh, I've, had, I've had a couple of experiences now, Bloodstained, Mighty Number no. 9, and Shenmue. Uh, all of them, I am not the first to know when something has changed. They, the... They tell everybody else, like the press, know about it first. They know about that, and then they tell the backers. I disagree with that. I mean, I think in the, in the updates, you're getting a much more uh, behind-the-scenes look. It's not like I don't think you're getting those. I don't think like so. That. I immediately like. I think it was mighty number mighty number nine. I think I read. Why am I getting blurry? Um, I think I read the news where um, it was uh, on, it was on a website before I got the email. Uh, and I think it was my number nine that did that. Uh, yeah, it could be, but that with was, a delay. I think, something specific to Inafune. I think it was like, like everything with Bloodstained. Everything with, everything with Bloodstained was done via um, communication emails, every single thing. And anything yeah, you saw in the news, people were posting based off of Kickstarter backer emails. Like, that's where they, their sources are. Yeah. I, I mean, I, th I do think that there probably have been projects where things come out before and stuff like that. And yeah. but that's, communication has not always been that great. And that's uh, that's on the project creator side. That's not always, um, yeah. you know, 
Right. So they, so they should that. treat you that way. I'm just like, right, I never got should. that vibe. I right. never got and, that vibe. And, right. But because unfortunately you backed a lot of shitty projects, no offense, bro, but like <laughs> you did uh, like shovel Knight, uh, they communicated everything through, through their the official backer emails. That's how you got first one of every little thing. You know, if you remember his goal was not to just fund mighty number no. nine, like that game, he wanted to create a new character, a new IP, license the shit out of it, toys, movies animated series this that, and the other thing he was thinking like oh i'm gonna make the make the next mega man or the next mario or the next sonic or whatever and so that's why he was going to the press and and getting those interviews and doing all that stuff because he wanted to promote the character which in my opinion was highly disrespectful to the backers i even said as such because i remember mm-hmm. how review outlets got the game before i did so that's what it was backer. that's that's what yes that happened right. too yeah. yeah and absolutely and unfortunately i backed that project and i i got burned by it and i learned my lesson and i'll never give uh Inifune money again but yeah. that's that's the dice that's that the result not the, of the dice. but it's not the common way kickstarter no. is no out of out of shovel knight mud number nine and bloodstained uh that's the only one that burned me i think the people that are most successful on kickstarter are the, the people that put the backers first mm-hmm. and that realize yeah. that the people that are supporting them to create this project are the ones yeah. that deserve the most attention yep. and Absolutely. obviously the most communication and so yeah. those are the ones that are successful like you know like you said shovel knight and um uh hollow knight <laughs> like those two knights. team cherry yeah i was just about to talk about team cherry so originally yeah. in the kickstarter the um dlc like uh where you play as um uh, what's an important was just supposed to be a DLC. And then as they were developing, they're like, we just want to make a whole new game because like, we just don't want to be tied to that same engine, that same world. We're just making a whole new game. And, and before they like could even like get that out there, they're like, look, if you back this, you're getting that next game for free for free. Like they're like, we made that promise to you that you that this was a Kickstarter thing. So you are going to get it. You Unfortunately, you're going to have to wait even longer for it, but you're going to get it for free because that's what was promised to you. Hmm. And that was amazing. That's great. Yeah. I mean, we got Bloodstained had the uh, steelbook that was released at Best Buy that Best Buy that I would love to have had an option for in the beginning. Um, but I'm not, I wasn't not, like, I'm not crazy upset about not getting that. I'm just saying it would have been cool to give their, their backers that option of getting that first before giving that yeah, to. Again, Jim, that's, that's, that was a, a retailer exclusive thing. Or Best Buy was like, sure, we'll buy X thousand copies of Bloodstain, but we need something exclusive to get people into the store to buy. See, uh, I, for me, all these like, are were these things specifically promised to you on their page, or no, is that no, how it went no, out? No, that that so came up later. Would you, why would you expect that? Because oh, it's like I don't know. I feel like um, I would have preferred to just buy it from Best Buy at that point. Okay. Not that I wouldn't have bought the game, but so you don't want to be a back. Well, the problem was is like, but like. That's the problem. They need backers to make the game. You're right. Okay, where are we going with this? So, like, they should entice me to to back their game, which they did, I guess. But that's ultimately why I'm that's ultimately why I'm not like that upset about the thing. But I would have I would have liked to have had the option of gotten the steelbook copy of that game. Okay, but the person that's just going into Best Buy and buying it, sure they'll get the steelbook. Uh, are their names going to be in the credits, or is okay. your your name's going to be? In the My credits? name's in the credits. Oh shit, I missed that part. Your name is in the credits. <laughs> Yay! Am I mighty number nine? Uh, probably, maybe. Uh, not. You're shit. responsible for. I don't. I don't want to be in there. I don't <laughs> want to be in that one. I want no uh, part of that. I mean, that's what I look at it as. It's if you want something to be made so much, you're willing to pay for it. That's what 
I think Kickstarter is. I I'm not sure like what other sort of privileges you would expect that aren't spelled out for you. Like, but I like, think yeah, if I, they I, spell I, something out that doesn't happen and the game comes out, then then I think you do have a little well, bit of reason to have an let's, issue. Let's talk about the Epic Store thing, the Shenmue. Yeah. Let's move into that. Um, obviously, there's a big backlash about this. Now, I, again, this is the problem. I don't think anybody's going to argue for the people arguing because I don't. What's the what's another loader? I mean, what's another? What's the big deal? I don't. I'm not a PC gamer, so I don't. I don't know. But I, I don't see a big deal of getting the Epic Store to get your game. Yeah, I mean, though, I, but it was promised that they was said Steam promised. was required. Yeah, and that's the thing is where like I I can understand the frustrations of those people, and at the very least, I think if you back the game, you get a Steam. You have your choice of either Steam code or Epic Game Store code. Not like don't officially sell, uh, you know, Shenmue three on Steam, but allow them to get download and release it via the code code only uh, on, on Steam because that yeah, that yeah. is what they said on their Kickstarter project. It was a requirement for the game, so right, exactly. that that would be false promising right there. So th does that change anybody's comment, Co Corey? Does that change anything for you? That oh, I missed that. What? So the Epic Store, uh, because the game Shenmue Three had the, the thing? yeah yeah. So Shenmue Three had that in its requirements for PC that Steam was required when people were backing the game. No, I mean it's very true. When it comes to Kickstarter, for me, I don't assume anything. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I can't, I can't be disappointed. But at the same time, I'm disappointed when something doesn't pan out. Like as uh, a couple Kickstarters that I've <laughs> recently learned, like just just recently that they say it's canceled and um, that money's basically gone. Uh, and so it's like, you know, it's that's really shitty and stuff. But like for Shenmue, you're getting the game. You're still getting the game. You're still going to be able to play the game. And you can still be able to play the game on the system that you have choice, just not in the launcher of your choice. But and, it's not it's not delivering on a promise. Right. And then and that's I mean the fact that it doesn't cost you any more money though, that I don't think it matters. I I agree, Mike. And that that's uh, where yeah, I stand on this, where but Kickstarter I'm just trying to play in. play a little devil's right, advocate. No, here, that's so. where the Kickstarter factor comes into play here because you know, when you do back a project Right up front, most of the projects are going to say, you know, there's these risks. And the risks are, we're going to try to make this the best that we can, but things are going to change throughout the, the project, throughout the whole development process. And, you know, we're going to do our best to fulfill yeah. everything that we say, but you have to understand that, you know, because this is something that's being built from the ground up based on the fact that you're giving us the money to do it, it's going to change as it, as, it, as it goes along. And... Mm -hmm. And especially with video games, you know, mm. with video games, especially they are so much harder than like I back a lot of board games. So uh, board games, they change as well. But like there's a lot more that's like solid and like you can kind of like, hey, this is what the plan is. And, you know, there's not much changing, but with development and like, you know, coding and stuff, like so, so much can change. And uh, so with video games, especially uh, it's hard to just say, hey, this is what's going to happen. And this is what you're going to get at the end. It, yeah. You can't assume that. So, for me, like personally, I I can understand the like how people are upset, but they have to realize that they're not pre-ordering something that is on the store. It's not, you know, this is not the. Unfortunately, this is not like the Exodus Metro situation where they were pre-ordering stuff on Steam and then they pulled it off of Steam and then said, nope, you're getting on Epic. Like that's, yeah. this is not that situation, even though they said, Hey, you're going to get it on steam. 
there you weren't actually the game didn't exist yet yeah right yeah okay i get you um yeah i don't know i i i know that um it's it's by it's wording of it really um that's really the key um and expecting entitlement and i i don't expect i don't expect entitlement but i guess i should not be looking at it like a pre-order then i guess i just no and that's again that's the biggest problem because you're like, buying the game beforehand that's all you just you are buying the game you are the definition of pre-ordering a game it's just no, you're not you're, you're, but you're, i'm you're not expecting to make something but i'm okay. not expecting a return this is this like you know, well that's that's why you can't say you're buying something you're you know like it's go fund. i'm pre-ordering I'm not, not buying. Not, I'm not pre-buying. It's not guaranteed to happen. It's not guaranteed to happen. Not, man. Kickstarter. Yeah, but I'm not buying. I'm not pre-buying. Like, you're you're giving them money, Jim. It's like this is like me saying, I want to go drinking. I mean, you money no. to do that. And like you can have my friendship uh, because you're giving me money. But it's like you're not you're not buying anything. You're just like you're gonna be able to experience the ride. Like, yeah. Well, no. I mean, if everything works out, yeah, you're right. But. If it doesn't, you're just donating for people who tried. Yes, <laughs> yes, you are just donating. It's a charity. It's a charity. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Uh, I don't know. Anything else to add, guys? No, I, I mean, just, uh, I just wish people would understand <laughs> what Kickstarter is as a platform because you're you're massive. Like uh, you're into Kickstarter a lot. You do a lot of board games. Uh, not a lot of games. Uh, I don't think I'll ever back another video game. I just don't think I'll ever will. Uh, not that it's been a terrible experience because the Bloodstain's been very good. Uh, and I'm looking forward to Shenmue 3, even though I've heard it's very Shenmue, which is nothing wrong with that for me. That's what I was expecting. Uh, but I just don't feel like there's no necessity for me to back a Kickstarter game for me. Like, there's just not. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd rather... That's where I'm at. I think Shenmue 3 and Bloodstained is the reason because I'm like, I would have preferred to have bought that from Best Buy. And yeah, I don't oh, care. That's it. That's your that's your hangover. Yeah. This is goddamn steelbook. Dude. No, I just think like <laughs> I just what's the like now, they the they got a cheaper you know, and just, they got a steelbook. The thing, obviously, you're just one person. Yes. But if, if everybody thought that way, you wouldn't have this game at all. You wouldn't but, have the option. But to that's buy the steelbook but at best that, that's my yeah. That brings me back to my point of like, you know. All right, Jim. You know what? The next time you're like, oh, man, I wish they would make a game like this. I'm like, well, they're never going to make a fucking Kickstarter for it. I never want to hear it. I never want to hear it ever again. Here's the other thing, though. I think most of these people who are on, like, you know, people trying to make games kind of wouldn't, don't mind the thought that people feel like it's a pre-order thing because you're going to get a lot more people that way (laughs) to actually donate than they would otherwise if they really honestly thought about how this is really just a donation for people trying to make a game <laughs> yeah no, I, I mean, mean that, like i think that they they, they need like, to word the things that like they need to put like the risks and challenges you have to do that and you have to, like as a creator if you're if you have one big bad kickstarter you can't go back yeah i know i know and that's and that's and, and food is I mean, even like his second Kickstarter, he did without even like. Yeah, the first one wasn't even over. You you know what it is? It's crash and burn. Kickstarter's just a giant loot box, giant surprise mechanics. No, (laughs) you you may get what you want, but you're gonna spend some money on it. But you may get. Should be the most rewarding as well. Is like you're you're part of the development process, and a lot of creators they try to take the input Mm -hmm. from. Kickstarter yeah. backers. Like, yeah, they like, try I to make the... you involved and get yeah. you involved in the game or mm-hmm. in the project 
yeah, with surveys. Yeah, yeah so I, I don't think I don't think I ever really got into it like that. So just for me, I'm not going to do it again. And yeah, and so it's just not for you. But like mm-hmm. as a as somebody who wants to see a project come to life and help it, you know, the development process. That's what that's was there for. And I think that's pretty neat. Like, Let me rephrase that. I'm not going to do it again of, for a video game. I could see myself doing it for a board game. I mean, <laughs> there's um, yeah, some like some board games like changed a lot because of the backer influence. Like they, yeah, they've changed the way that the game is going to be made and like actually gloomhaven's a great example it's like a lot of the stuff was actually um backer like influenced in gloomhaven hmm. so and that's like that was a huge game it's like bbg bgg geez i can't say the word uh board game geek number one game right now and that yeah. was a kickstarter and the creator of the game even said like a lot of the design influences um, and quality of life improvements they made on the game were due to like backer influence hmm. all right all right um I think anything else? We're good. I think that's nope. it. Uh, that's going to wrap up um, 452 of the GameCast. Thanks for tuning in. You can write us podcast at allyoucangeek.net. Let us know what you think about this uh, Kickstarter stuff, like Epic Store. Do you guys like getting your Shenmue from Epic? Um, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. I mean, uh, yeah. talk about it. Follow us on Twitter, All You Can Geek. Like us on Facebook. Hit that subscribe button if you're watching us on YouTube. We appreciate it. See you guys next week.